Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening uh, to this. Thank you so much again for popping back to visit us here on the Reset Rebel. Um, and I'm not anywhere fancy pants really this morning to record this introduction. I'm just sitting outside on my terrace. Um, I think I keep waiting. It's a little bit late coming this week's edition of the podcast. But I keep waiting for this gloriously right moment to... Um, find a little bit of cool or a little bit of calm uh, to put this together and the fact of the matter is every day I wake up I'm feeling a little bit a little bit jaded a little bit rubbish very tired a bit puffy um yeah just August weather is very very intense here um and particularly this morning I'm just waking up um after a little night out with one of our reset rebels Toby Clark to a incredible uh, dinner party organised by um, this amazing chef on the island um, who's just visiting us from, from London um, and he just created this entire feast from foraged uh, and local items of Ibiza um, which was absolutely amazing uh, but I didn't get home till very very late I'm feeling really exhausted not only that I also uh, went and had a treatment um, for my neck yesterday uh, with some leeches um, something I'd heard about from a friend of a friend and also had some cupping which I've never had done before either and literally I looked in this mirror this morning and I kind of feel yeah just like I look a little bit like I've been five rounds with them um, with Mike Tyson just black and blue all over my person and um, just really sore really sore and quite yeah just quite achy and not in my usual groove so I thought I won't wait another day until I feel great tomorrow because, you know, that might not happen. You just never know, do you, until you open your eyes in the morning, how are you going to feel? Um, but this week we are meeting uh, a team of people focusing on the conservation of Ibiza and Formentera, um, who I would describe as like a band of merry men um, <laughs> who sail the seas between the two islands um, which collectively apparently in 2016 received over 4 million visitors. Now, that's actually double uh, the number of island tourists from a decade ago. Um, And as the popularity of Ibiza grows and expands, so does the traffic on our Balearic waters and also the pollution that's emitted within these pristine sort of waters and environments and ecosystems. So following on from our last podcast with Daniel Pinchbeck, author of How Soon Is Now, um, in this interview this week, we're going to be sort of looking a little bit at um, their company model um, of these boys, which has a green ethos and foundation, which has Ibiza's best interests at heart. And there's a lot of companies on this island. There's a lot of businesses. There's a lot of money makers that don't, you know, don't have Ibiza's best interests at heart. I, I, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> That's not a broke Brit. But um, it does feel like a very timely moment to capture this message this week. Um, and we're going to be looking at what we can do to clean up our seas a little bit and also touch on the plastic problems that we're facing. Um, and just a way to sail. Um, that's actually all about awareness and supporting the stunning nature reserves that exist here in the Balearics and also the marine life that exists within it. So without 
waffling on any further um thank you so much again um like i said before for coming back to uh, to come and check this podcast out one last time or once again um I'm bringing you the team this week of La Bella Verde, powered by Giggle Water, our brand new sponsor of the Reset Rebel podcast, who are offering uh, a free retreat space in Ibiza in September, as we offer most weeks on this podcast. So do go and check out the website, www.theresetrebel.com, and uh, look for those details on their Giggling Buddha retreat at the end of September. Don't go away. So we are here uh, down at the clubhouse, which is a um, brand new little venue uh, on Salinas Beach. And um, I'm very lucky to be joined by three very strapping, uh, handsome young gentlemen, which is uh, a first on this podcast. And uh, I'm with the La Bella Verde crew. And uh, first, I'm going to go over to Charlie. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. I'm great. Enjoying my morning. I'm, well, I just sort of saw you, obviously, um, kind of having a bit of a photo shoot, sort of leaping off things around the beach, which was all, all rather exciting. It was very exciting. Yeah, we had Essential down this morning for, uh, well, we had an interview with them yesterday. They're doing an article on us. And so they were just coming down to get some shots of us, the full team and the clubhouse. Amazing. Um, well, I just had a little sneak peek, actually. So, um, yeah, can't wait to see those published in all their glory. So I'm joined by three of you. Obviously, Charlie, one of the key key team members here. And um, who else have we got? Alistair Gloverman, captain, reporting to Judy's. How are you doing? Aye, aye. Aye, <laughs> aye, captain. And so, yeah, it's so lovely to have you here. Obviously, this isn't the first time we've all met, but it is great to be down here um, and have You're a little welcome. sneak preview of your, uh, your new venture. Yeah, absolutely. We're down here in the clubhouse slash pirate shack here in the corner of Salinas, um, where we're going to be promoting uh, sailing school lessons as well as uh, hosting the hub for our foundation here. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, a little bit more about that very shortly. And uh, the third uh, captain of the team. Martin. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Very good. Happy days. It's another disastrous day in Ibiza, obviously. It's, uh, you know, absolutely... No wind today. Ah, of course, that that sort of affects you guys quite massively. For sailing pirates, that's the worst that can happen. But, of course, um, yeah, I mean, it does affect you, I I would imagine, more than most, perhaps, because of the ecological aspect of the boats, which obviously means that you guys don't run on fuel, for those of us who don't know. Can you just tell us a little bit more about how La Bella Verde work? Yeah, absolutely. So we we basically designed uh, the boats to to be running off battery power, and the batteries are charged by the solar panels that we now have on board all four of our boats. So yeah, there's no wind today, but there's a lot of sun, so we're sorted. Awful, awful business. Awful, yeah. And I mean, what it means, there's there's a few things that it means. Obviously, it means no emissions, but one of the other things that for us really, well, for all the clients that come on board, and it's something they don't they don't necessarily know before they come on board. But is that like today there's no wind and so we go on the engines and there's absolutely no sound. So what it enables is just totally disconnect and really connect with the elements and be out on the water. And it's something that, you know, people people that are boaties, they they, they really, really appreciate because you get that silence to just totally emerge yourself in nature. So I think that's important because obviously people are coming here for a holiday, they're coming here to relax. And when I did go out on your wonderful press day the other week or the other month, a few months ago now, in summertime in Ibiza. Um, yeah, I just felt like it was almost quite meditative coming out on your boat. Obviously, there was wonderful music being played, but it did feel super, super chilled. Alistair? 
water therapy, we like to call it, out on our boats. Um, but yeah, once if there's no wind, we're harvesting the sun, and um, most, of the, most of the time there is wind, and we love to sail as far as we can on those days out. Harvesting the sun, that is a beautiful expression. <laughs> harvesting the sun for our sound system and our motors. We've got solar sounds on the boat. So Powered by rough. the elements, that's always what we like to call it. We're powered by the elements, so either it's the wind or the sun that makes us makes us go places on the water. And you, these are obviously a fleet of catamarans. They're not, you know, they're quite unusual, I guess, in terms of the um, the landscape of Ibiza's boating community. Hmm. Therefore, uh, they're, they're the fastest boats, catamarans, for sailing, and for solar panels, you have lots of uh, surface area to to gain to harvest the sun, like Elisa. And I can imagine you must sort of, you know, get a little bit of a boy racer. Uh, sort of outfit on sometimes when you go out as a crew because I know that you guys can hold up to like 35 people when all three boats go out together yeah those days are the most fun for <laughs> captains and clients it gets pretty hectic sometimes but fun most of the time yeah. hectic or competitive no it's just uh, 35 people is a lot when everybody's uh, having fun but competitive definitely when it comes to sailing <laughs> Uh, yeah, between between the the captains, there's definitely some competition going. That's on. what I'm saying. Like, who's winning? Um, <laughs> Let's get down to business here. <laughs> the originals, I guess. <laughs> the original captains are winning. But you've expanded at a rate of knots, if you'll excuse the pun, because like literally, um, your team, like as I was just witnessing from that photo shoot, is is massive now. There's loads of and there's lots of girls, which I'm loving. Yeah, exactly. So this year, hurrah! <laughs> hurrah. This year, yeah, we've got a we've got a new Spanish girl called Ido, who's actually putting a showing us some some of the ropes because she's a, an incredible sailor and our first our first female captain, which is awesome. But we've also got a team building with our with our marketing online. We've got a press, press team in, in the UK now. So, yeah, the, the family is growing. The green family is growing. Did you deliberately seek out a lady to join the team? No, do you know what? Well, we, we, it's funny. We, we just put, put out that intention last year. We were like, it's really time that we got a girl captain. And we, you know, in the winter, we were like, right, we need to start looking for a captain. And before we even started looking, we just said we wanted, wanted to find a captain. And boom, in comes the CV. And she's also a marine biologist like me, super green, conscious, everything. And it just, it was just the perfect fit. I did not know you were a marine biologist, Charlie. Is, is there anything you that know. you, any other sneaky little bows that I didn't know about that were on your string? Not that I'm going to talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> That's for later. Um, Ali, do you want to uh, maybe sort of, you know, give us a little steer on what's going on with Charlie there? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that passion of Charlie's for, uh, for the ocean and, uh, and the seas around us has always been um, one of the driving forces for the trio. And um, in collaboration with me and Martin, we found the triangle of uh, direction. And it's feeling pretty solid right now. Yeah, the three of us are uh, winning a lot of energy from the project and also putting a lot into it. I mean, you've just come down here to Salinas and opened up this clubhouse, which I want to hear a bit more about. But, you know, in terms of, like, you know, the rest of the spectrum of boats that I'm sort of seeing as I'm looking out to sea right now, there's, like, masts literally everywhere. I can almost barely see the water. It's busy down here. There's a lot of boats. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of naked people as well, which we do love. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, how is the perception, do you think, of the local community of what you've created here? Because, you know, you are gunning for the, the green society. Yeah, well, like, um, Salinas is a natural reserve. Uh, up to Formentera, all the way from here to there is natural reserve. So, um, and actually, we are the first ones to really actively try to maintain the nature reserve and preserve it. So the local the local community is loving what we're doing. Everybody that comes by the cabana is uh, is, is super happy with what we're doing. And also, 
Um, people don't know yet that boats can be green, that boats can be electric, solar powered. So once they see us, they at least they know, and the next time they will choose a boat, it will uh, it will uh, maybe influence their choice of boat. No? So yeah, I think um, I think the local people are very happy. I'm sure they are, and so they should be. And I mean, you know, the name of this podcast is the Reset Rebel. So of course we are kind of gunning for people who are doing something slightly rebellious and that definitely feels like what you're doing which is a great thing well actually yeah that, that takes me on to a good story so it, it's these two boys um, and our captains that have really done all of the the, the the blood sweat and tears work on the boats and when we first did it I remember them telling me a story that they'd taken the boat and obviously they're all green they're all very green the boats minty painted min, minty minty green and I remember them telling me that all of the all of the sort of old school sailors and all the boaties were like you can't paint a boat green this is awful <laughs> da, 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 and then they started painting it and they were all coming over and being like wow Ooh. this is amazing was it blue and green like, to never full, be seen well yeah exactly <laughs> but full full respect from them Until all now. Once, it had, once it had been done so that was kind of fun yeah doing things a little differently but why would they say that you can't paint things green and that's not a good look out of well, interest you know old school old school and anything the, the way is the way and then you, you come along with a new idea and everyone they, they just haven't board. witnessed the style of Mr Charlie Tabdo I mean <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> well 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 it has to be said you guys are some of the best dressed uh, captains that I've ever witnessed and um, I'm loving your kind of like slightly Captain Jack Sparrow look there Ali well naturally <laughs> on the beach here you can't wear too much and you've got to keep cool out there Indeed, indeed. I'm sure all the ladies are just going, no, I don't want to go with that crew. <laughs> um, and, you know, what is the kind of premise for this beautiful cabana that you've, you've kind of uh, acquired? So the, the idea at the moment is we are a sailing club and um, the intention is to be a sailing school. So for us, um, we will be opening 2019 as a sailing school. Now we just have a local community of people keeping their boats down here that we help service and, uh, and next year we'll be teaching people to sail and for us to really catch the younger generation coming through learning to sail and incorporate that with a little bit of uh, sustainable education too is our ideas. That's how we're going to go about it. So you're going to be holding talks down here and sort of like maybe yeah, some... absolutely. Uh... Absolutely, yeah. And um, in September you'll see like a, a little bit of a soft opening um, for the real deal and we'll have some projectors going up here of showing some footage of how it used to be down here as a sailing school in, uh, in the 80s when there was actually 60 top cats on the beach and sailing was cool. So we were going to bring that back and start some regattas up and uh, have some fun down here. Wow, that sounds amazing. And what's kind of inspired you to want to sort of bring that back and make that more of a kind of intrinsic part of uh, what this place is all about down here? Well, as we are sailors and the sailing community down here is pretty strong in Salinas, the club has actually been here since 86. Um, so it's, it's going on 35 years now. And um, over those years, we've seen, seen a little bit of a change in more motorboats coming and less sailing going on. And uh, we kind of just want to bring that back for not just the uh, the younger generation but all the the older generation that do keep their cats down here to start some uh, competitive sailing and make it a bit more fun like that i mean why why salinas because obviously there's a lot of other kind of boating communities on the island and and what sort of drew you to to choose this as the destination for la bella Verde? um well funnily my first job ever on the island uh, was here in salinas at this cabana as a sailing teacher uh, this is also how, long ago, how long ago was that? Uh, six years now. And this is also where I met Ellie and where we both started sailing uh, one of the catamarans that's now ours. Um, so actually we just rolled into to Salinas naturally. 
and because it's also a nature reserve, I think Salinas also was asking for us to come here. What a beautiful way to look at it, calling out for, uh, yes, a wonderful crew of gentlemen. And, um, you know, let's go back to you, Charlie, because obviously you say this marine biology thing was kind of like one of the driving forces of this whole project. And, what well, you know, what's, what was the kind of main idea behind it when you actually started it? I mean, obviously that you want to change the change the kind of style of boating well it, yeah it was interesting it was an interesting thing it was so these two boys i know i know ali from a festival and then got to know martin and they were both sailing on the boat and it was actually, which festival uh, Bul- uh in bulgaria meadows in the mountains yeah we, we met at seven o'clock at sunrise on on the mountain top ali and i and found out we both lived in ibiza but um it was these boys who were sailing the boat and actually came up with the idea and then we were just sat having dinner and, and just chatting and I was like, how's the boat going? And they were like, well, it's great, but we have this idea. And straight away, it just clicked in my head. I was like, what? This is, this is beyond perfect. And for me, I was running parties amnesia for six years. <clears throat> and so I'd totally gone in a different direction from the marine biology, but when that happened, it was just a real spark of being like, wow, it can take me back to, to what my thing always was growing up and you know my degree and everything. And so, yeah, and, and the intention was set at the very beginning, that first meeting, we were like, you know, we've got an opportunity to change, change, change the boating world and to do something really good here. And so that, that idea has really, I think, that original intention has, has sailed us through these years and we're now really seeing it come to fruition as we're, as we're building new boats. Um, ten new boats are on their way um, and taking them sort of around Europe and, and internationally at this point. I was going to say, you've been missing in action for quite some time now. Not missing in action, just in action in other places. <laughs> okay, I won't ask any more about that one, or shall I? No. <laughs> Slightly salubrious questioning there. Um, so, Ali, like, tell us about the foundation, because this sounds like a, a really great thing that you guys are doing. Yeah, the foundation for us is, is really kind of, we're all feeling like it's actually the backbone birth of, of where this all came from, and that's uh, really caring for the marine preservation and conservation um, of our surroundings. Um, the whole project started from sailing around the beautiful waters and, uh, and, and that's what we want to try and keep and kind of lead the way a little bit um, to demonstrate what is possible for other people out there. Um, and yeah, we kind of want to help other people go green, help other people go electric on the water. And um, for us now, we've got a little bit more of an international plan and uh, as that's kind of taking off we really want to be turning up to different places around the world with an electric boat and the foundation to show support to the area and, and what's you know what's the foundation of the foundation if you don't mind me asking such a ridiculous question it's it's all aimed at marine preservation and uh, from that we can stem out to much much more things on the land but focusing on um, marine preservation are you working with the Ibiza Preservation Fund or any of those kind of communities? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ibiza Preservation Fund, we've, we've always supported them from the beginning and that they've actually inspired us to, to do more. And um, yeah, the recent video that they've just launched of uh, Wear Ecological Sunscreen, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a really fun video um, that you should check out. And there we're also featured in that. What, you know, so... I mean, I, I did actually miss the premiere. I really wanted to come down to that, but I, I wasn't around. And, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of people wearing sunscreen and they're being told that is the best thing for them to do. But how is that affecting the waters? Um, the waters, the people, everything um, in terms of the sunscreen, like there's so many different things that go into it. And when you're jumping in and out of the water, that's that's one thing. But what they're focusing mainly on the, on the video is how tourism is actually affecting the Balearic Islands. 
and, um, and what we can actually do to help the islands as more people come. What can we do? Because um, I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen that film and they probably don't know how they can come here and leave less of an imprint. Just, just being conscious about, about how you act on the islands, mostly with littering and the beaches and the oceans and um, various different ways of, of um, taking care of, of how you live with no, not accepting straws in bars, not accepting plastic bags from the shops and, and generally tidying up after yourself. If we were all to do that, then we would have much less litter around. And then just one more thing with regards to actually the boating thing is there's a, there's a and I'm sure a lot of people heard about this, the Poseidonia project is obviously a really big thing for the boats. Poseidonia is, is, a, is, is, a, is one of the biggest living organisms in the world. Um, and it's the turtle grass around the Balearics and it's really endangered at this point. And everyone dropping their anchors down on the Poseidonia kills it. So this project is basically, it's, there's now an initiative set up that, to find any boats that are dropping their anchors on. And actually there's a Greenpeace boat in, in the marina right now that's handing out a load of fines and really going for it. So that's something that we'll also be really supporting and, and in on. So that's... More, Gotta love Greenpeace for that. Gotta love Greenpeace for everything, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Best coffee at Latitude Festival two weeks ago as well. My God, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Totally changed my day. Um, but seriously, though, uh, the Posidonia is obviously responsible for the reason that the Balearics are just such unbelievable aquamarine, stunningly crystal clear waters. And we don't have that. Well, there are other parts of the world that definitely do. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why people are drawn to this place, because mm. it does have such pristine waters. And, you know, of the oxygenisation of the waters from the Posidonia is the reason that we need to preserve it. So, I mean, also it's, it's, it's also it's, it's a habitat for a lot of for a lot of the fish and the marine life as well. So that's another reason why it's super important. Yeah. I mean, what's what's going on with that? You must have more of an inside track of the sort of fishing industry down here, perhaps. Like, is there much, sort of, you know, because there's some farms and things going on around here, like some natural... Um, farms that are you know created to supply the demand of the tourism uh, desires to eat fresh seafood yeah well I I probably should know more than I do but uh, what I do know is that there are there are quite a lot of restrictions on the fishing there are certain days I I don't know if these boys might know better because they go out sailing but there's a certain day in the year where everyone can start fishing again you see all the fishing boats out but there are restrictions on being able to to fish and just throw your line out so at least that's doing something but obviously there's a huge huge demand for for fish but as we see sort of everywhere there's a whole sort of movement towards vegetarianism veganism in the younger generation so that's something else that you know we will be promoting and and it's something that you know I'm, I'm trying to live in in my life and walk the walk as it were so yeah well I have had the pleasure of one of your uh, spectacular lunchtime buffets on the boats and uh, are you responsible for that Martin? I'm not um, it, uh, the, most of the food is grown in our house which is actually done by Captain Clinty and his lovely girlfriend Rose um, they take care of the garden where all the salad leaves and the cherry tomatoes and uh, carrots come from and um, and then Rosie Clinty's girlfriend is cooking it up every day for, uh, for the clients there's a lot of love that seems to go into this project then yeah there, there's no well yeah the project in general of course with the menu as well there's no better menu uh, to have on a, on a on a sunny boat day so it's all it's all vegetarian is it the the, the food that you serve on board there is an option of uh, tuna as well but mostly we serve the vegetarian option and um, um, yeah there's no meat but tuna option and what do you love about you know living this kind of lifestyle? I mean, it's like it's not it's not a bad one. You're barefoot here on the beach in Salinas, looking very sun blissed and blessed. To be fair, so uh, it could be worse, right? 
Exactly. Well, that's that's you already uh, got the reasons. No shoes, no shirt. Um, no worries. No worries. No worries. Terrible. Yeah, it's it's a good life and, down here. And sailing. I mean, boat life is is, is the best life. Like no doubt. Being on the land, sweating, or being in the water, it's very easy, uh, easy choice. So interrupting today's broadcast, just to let you know uh, that Giggle Water are sponsoring this podcast series uh, based on the island of Ibiza. Um, they're inspired by the 1920s playful American term, uh, which means alcoholic beverage. Um, so Giggle Water is a lifestyle brand with a passion for value innovation and a strong social mission and it's been founded on the island um, and the idea of living a life of balance happiness and health Um, and this week uh, as a massive gift um, as they come on board they're offering a free space in true tradition of this podcast on their giggling buddha live life uh, in balance retreat with i am wellness from the 30th of september to the 4th of october Um, and the lucky reset rebel um, applicant will join them, uh, join us in fact, for an extraordinary adventure of wellness and yoga. Uh, because I'm also going to be teaching on that wonderful event and I'm really, really excited. As well as our previous podcast guest, of course, uh, Trish Whelan from Soul Adventures, who is of course a Kundalini yoga teacher. And there's going to be plant-based uh, food, nutrition, uh, creative art and photography lessons with uh, the artist Victor Spinelli, um, numerology and life coaching, hikes, Um, to some of the most exotic and remote secret places on the island and some sailing around the islands of Ibiza and Formentera to visit biodynamic vineyards and to learn about living wine. So this is sounding pretty epic uh, in my book and retreaters are going to be experiencing exclusive lunches and dinners in unique locations, sunset drumming, conscious dance, sound and music therapy, as well as a quantum thinking and healing workshop uh, detailing how we can rewire our brains and recondition our bodies and thoughts to make lasting changes to our lives. Live, love, sparkle. That is their tagline. And um, if you don't come out of there living, loving and sparkling just a little bit more, um, I will be shocked after we finish with you. So do send us an email if you want to get involved um, on that retreat space to just the good news, please, with just a little bit about what is going on in your world right now and why you need a reset. Or maybe you're going to recommend a friend, but it'd be really, really lovely to hear from you. So do please uh, pop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And how did you end up in Ibiza, Martin? Because you obviously, it sounds like you're Dutch. Yeah. Um, what brought you here? We've heard Charlie and, uh, well, I haven't heard all of their stories, but um, I'm intrigued as to, as to how you ended Actually, up in Ibiza. just... Uh... Went on holidays with friends, coincidentally to Ibiza, not really with a reason. And um, stayed for one week, missed my flight, stayed for another week, missed another flight. I did that like five times. And then it was like, well, I'm not even going to try to go back anymore. Just uh, stay stay here. I I really don't blame you at all. Yeah, I can totally see where this is coming from. But you used to work on um, the kind of boat that obviously wasn't um, eco-driven and and powered. So how did you make that transition and why is this conservational project so important to you? Well, I think it's... um I think it's also a, a generation thing. Like I think the, all of our generation is aware of that. If we don't do it, nobody's doing it. 
So it's just a natural urge to do things right and not go back into the past of um, of ancient things like uh, and fuel engines and uh, the technology is all there. We all know it. So we just have to apply it and um, yeah, use it. Absolutely. I mean, the plastic story is also something that you know is just becoming more and more talked about, and um, you know, a lot of people doing a lot of great work to try and shine a light on the problem now. But would you say? I mean, I don't actually tend to see that much plastic in the sea here in the Balearics, but I guess you're out and about more than I am. Um, I mean, in the whole Mediterranean Sea, there's definitely a lot of plastic going in the water. Um, boats, like, already just uh, accidentally drop stuff in the water, maybe not on purpose. I think here on the island, the people are pretty conscious already about their waste. Um, there are definitely worse places in the world where the beaches look way more dirty than here. Um, but yeah, the, now the whole plastic awareness thing is really happening and um, I think this island is one of the first ones to really be able to cut out all the plastic use because of the consciousness of the people here. I mean, how much, you know, have you ever kind of maybe, I mean, you have, must have a vague idea of, of, of how much waste you're actually saving by doing what you do instead of making all the trips that you do predominantly, I guess, over to Formentera. Um how, how much fuel are you saving per year, do you think? So this, I can, I can, I can, well, yeah, no, I, I, Let's get statistical these, for a these moment. Are, these are super, super rough facts. This was just me sitting down and having a think about it. And, you know, the, 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 the what was it? I think I, I think I was looking at like eight, seven or eight metre power boats going over to Formentera. So it's like an hour each way. And they're burning 90 euros of fuel. Um, each for each hour, so 180 euros. So you think about your car, for example. How 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 long does 180 euros of fuel last? So you can really see what the boats are doing. And obviously, we're using no fuel to get over to Formentera and back. And then I didn't. I, I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers, but I think I did an estimate of like maybe in high season, 500 to 1,000 boats going out each day. And that's taking into account that there are also the, the mega yachts that are burning something like 25,000 euros of fuel an hour. So it's 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 a big it's a big footprint, and so as we're and as we're sort of expanding, we're looking at the bigger boats. We we're, we're, we've got we've got something sort of in the in the pipeline at the moment, and um, you know we, we've got to be very much on the on the cutting edge of, of the technology and the batteries and things like that. But each year they're getting they're getting better and better. So what we're you know what our intention and our plan is is to really be working with bigger boats and and taking it taking it all over really yeah having that that big big change in the boating world that we've we set out as an intention from the very beginning i mean with the amount of sunshine here it does seem slightly strange that nobody else is sort of doing this too like it seems to be maybe something like i don't know it's very odd yeah we've got sunshine that's for sure and uh, and i mean hopefully we do start to encourage more people um and get some more support from the spanish government at least um because if if they can indoctrinate the, the support for the people and um, that all helps it more affordable, then people will convert. It is a massive money saving. I mean, it just seems like a bit of a no-brainer that other people wouldn't want to be doing or jumping on board. Yeah, there is an initial investment, but then after that, the sun is free and you can, you're sustainable on the water and you can fly. Such a hippie. The sun is free. The sun is for free, buddies. <laughs> so that was actually the other thing that's, that's been really... A big part of, of as we go on, you know, with, with business, business the way it is, it's, it's always, well, not always, but there's a lot of talk of like competition and being the best and making sure that you hold things cl close to your chest. I mean, I think for us, we've really spoken about it a lot and 
the more people that are doing it, the more we see our intention was to change the voting world. So if people are coming along and doing it, we don't see it as competition. We see it like completing our our our, our, our intention. You know, the, so we don't see it as competition. We want the more people that can do it, the more we can spread the message, the better. We yeah. It's not quite the same as, you know, electric cars, obviously, which you actually have to physically plug in and there's a kind of like a, an end uh, game where, you know, that battery is going to run out. I mean, Sunshine, as you said, is endless and it's free and it's there and it just seems very strange that people wouldn't want to save themselves thousands and thousands and thousands every year and, and plug into what you're doing in some way, shape or form. So I, I think it is amazing and it's definitely something that should be spreading. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's, that's, that's it's kind of... You know, it's, it's like one of those things, all those ideas that people start and you're like, why hasn't this happened before? And I guess we're just we're just lucky that, 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 that we've got one of those on our on our on our plates, you know, where it's like, OK, this this makes a lot of sense. And we're really we're really receiving sort of good, good news from all around the world and everyone that we're talking to. And there's a real there's some real momentum behind it at the moment, which is great. So helping us. No, we love good thing. news. It's, 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 it's just exactly yeah. what we're here for. Tell us about your investor, Ali, because um, that sounds like, yeah, you've got some nice financial backing behind this as well, uh, which is at awesome. At the moment, yeah, we, um, we've, we've got a new bro on our team, um, a new partner, and uh, he's an absolute diamond bloke. Um, he's, he's new to our story from this year, um, and another Dutchie in the team. Um, so yeah, there's there's four of us now that that, that are owners of the company, and uh, he's stepped in really just coming from the belief of what we're doing. Um, he's a diver himself, and he loves the ocean, and really supports uh, the movement that we're trying to progress. And um, what that's allowed us to do is basically just fund the dreams and opportunities that that we've uh, that we've got in front of us. And I mean, our dreams are growing daily and our ideas are getting more as the team grows also. And, um, and he's the backbone that believes in it all. So um, for us, it's really exciting at the moment. We have um, one brand new boat coming to the island here in two weeks time, um, followed by another one three weeks later. Um, so the fleet is growing, the green team is getting bigger and, um, and we're hoping to go international by the end of the year. I heard a rumour of of possible plans for winter in Australia. Australia could be, the Caribbean it could be, Indonesia's on the cards. Um, At the moment we're just, we're looking to see where we can make an impact um, and that's that's looking to be where summer is around the world, where the sun shines and the water is clear, that's where we want to be. Um, and mostly looking at places where there's going to be um, some reef to support or um, beautiful marine environment. Nice. And, and how, how do you, you know, how did you find the island? Because obviously you're, you're not from around here. How I found the island here? Um, yeah, I'm from Cambridge. It's pretty, pretty flat around there and there's no sailing. Um, so it wasn't until I actually moved to Ibiza, um, first coming here in my van, a uh, bit of van life for the first year, uh, two years actually. And then just from living on an island, looking out to the water all the time, realizing that you need a boat if you live on an island. <laughs> um, so from that, now we've got five and six soon. <laughs> so we're pretty covered for island life. Yeah. And how does this sort of lifestyle work for you? I mean, how do you, you know, what, what, what is it that you take from it that kind of keeps you here and just keeps you wanting to grow this whole network? Oh, well, love it. Love the team. Love working with friends. Um, love doing... 
love doing something good, love the island. Yeah, no, it's it's no accident that I'm here. I'm definitely meant to be here. Um, traveled the world quite extensively for about five years before I found uh, found the island, and then realized I didn't need to look for anything more. Until you, until you found Charlie in the middle of a field. <laughs> on, on a mountain. <laughs> on the, yes, the meadows in the mountains. What a joy. You've just come back from another festival, haven't you? Yeah, I was at Love International in Croatia, which is, which is a very boaty spot, so watch this space. A very boaty spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more islands. The more mind islands, boggles. More islands, more boats, more sunshine, so it's got LBV written all across it. Absolutely. Well, I really, yeah, I just think that there's some very exciting things obviously set to unfold down here in Sydney at the, uh, the boat club. And um, what, are you, what would be your biggest dream to sort of see that this boat club kind of get involved in moving forward? So one of the first things that we want to do is fill the whole roof with solar panels so we can actually um, provide electric engines to other boat owners for their dinghies and for like all the dinghies you see on the beach right now they're all fuel they're all leaking into the ocean all the time so we want to uh, provide them with electric engines and give them the opportunity to charge them here at the club with sunshine Um, so that's one thing that this cabana will definitely be a charging station and then like we said before the kids the amount of kids that come through here uh, and that we can inspire and plant the seed of green sailing, eco-boating, um, yeah, that's, this is the perfect spot for it. There's lots of uh, college kids coming through, uh, all the colleges from the island, all the, um, they all do uh, yeah, summer things on the beach here, so we will get lots of kids coming through and um, yeah, educating them, inspiring them is uh, what we really want to do from this place. Amazing, it sounds, uh, yeah, sounds like you've got it licked. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it's all happening. And so when does your season wrap up here in Ibiza this year? We tend to sail right up until the middle of October. Um, That's normally weather dependent. If there's some storms that come in, um, sometimes they can come end of September and it closes things up. But last summer, I mean, it it was beautiful right up until the end of October to Halloween. So we hope it's going to be like that again and we'll keep sailing. I think, yeah, definitely. Right up to Halloween is um, definitely the peak season. Well, yeah, and October's really nice because it, the the island, island quietens down and what we tend to do in October is really get get all the islanders out and, you know, do do some, some all the hard workers and all of the people that have been helping us out in all different ways. So we make sure that, that, that October is like our month for giving back a little bit to the island. So it's, it's fun. So, yeah, we hope, we hope the storms hold off a little bit this year. I mean, I did. Do you remember there was a, there was a man from Barcelona actually who um, I used to go out on his boat. I can't actually remember the name of it now, but he did tell me that there was a massive storm here. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, and literally one minute everything was fine, and the next minute he was actually sinking, and he had to grab his little tiny little uh, pouch which had his passport in and um, basically jump off because oh, the next hell. minute it was underwater, and the one next door was yeah totally and utterly destroyed. Yeah, we had a bit of an ex- experience in that in that storm as well. But um, that, that doesn't happen so much, though, does it? Really, in Ibiza in summer. I mean, I don't think I've really seen any warning. massive storms in the summer. Not normally without warning. Um, we keep a close eye on the weather, and that one actually came about six hours earlier, and we'd already cancelled the charters for the following day, and uh, and it came just just before the end of the day. Um, I was actually having dinner with my lady, and got a mayday call from uh, all three boats that were out. 
Um, so it was a it was a memorable day. Um, one of the one of the captains was round at the cliffs of Captus Falco, where the cliff was um, getting hit by lightning and huge boulders falling from 100 meters um, so in, right the, the in the area of the boat. <laughs> And that all had a happy ending. You yeah. got your customers ba- <laughs> safely back to land, I trust, Martin. Yeah, our captains are proper pirates, and we, um, yeah, we saved the day, saved the boat, saved the clients. But it was a, it was a tight one for sure. That sounds absolutely terrifying. When they survive. Yeah. I'm sure the clients are very happy when they do come back, still breathing and existing. And actually, last week, one group that was out with, uh, with us on that day came back. So um, they actually felt safe enough to try it again. <laughs> and then we had a lovely day without storm. So There's a testimonial for you for the website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saved, it, saved their lives and uh, gave them a bit of high drama on the high seas. Mm, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was the most exciting day of the summer, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I mean, it, well, this is a pirate island, isn't it? We've talked about this a little bit here. We've referred to it. But, you know, this island is actually sort of built on, you know, pirate history. Um, and it does feel like you guys are encapsulating that whole, you know, vibe just a little bit, just purely in your fashion, which I'm loving. Um, you know, do you feel like that's kind of prevalent here even now? Uh, I mean, you can still see the traces of it, like all the, um, all the big stone towers along uh, around the island. They were actually a system for the local people to protect themselves from the pirates because maybe the pirates that used to be here didn't have the same good intentions as we pirates have um, yeah if there's still pirates around now eco pirates let's say yeah eco pirates are still around people and there's actually yeah a cool group of people that are um, drilling big mega yachts and really pirating to for the for the eco- ecology of the island it does feel like there needs to be a bit of yin and yang and um, obviously there are like you know boats on this island that are worth like millions and people who are also worth millions who go out on these wonderful vessels but it's like um, yeah it does feel very nice to be sitting here with you and, and you know you guys have got a completely different kind of take on things which I think this island definitely needs. Absolutely I mean our ethos is keeping it green all the way through if it's not from the garden to the boats to, to the clothes we wear everything we like to keep it on a sustainable vibe and that's what we're trying to encourage what do you feel when you see one of these like mega mega super yachts sort of like uh, sailing on by i mean does it kind of uh, rock your world oh hang on you've got a bit of posidonia right in your eye charlie okay. hang on, let's just get that out for you shall we? dried up dried up old seaweed in back, your face put it back in the sea um do you know what so i just just wanted to sort of jump in there because i guess previously i've always looked at those big mega yachts and really sort of winced a bit but actually it's not worth wincing it's there and so rather than rather than seeing it as this big problem and whatever and just wincing it's like right well how can we how can we put the intention out there and really work towards what we can do with them in the future you know how can we be turning all of the boats green and granted right now with 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 battery power and stuff like that it's we're we're you know we're entering a stage that it's that it's that it's gaining getting so much um, you know more power and more storage and things like that so we've got to be really at the, at the, at the what is it the forefront of the technology but I'm looking at them as as, as opportunities now mm. rather than 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 hating on them I don't I don't I don't want to be putting that out there like yes they are polluting yes it's something we need to do something about but instead of just wincing like right what can we do about it putting that intention of like as as the battery power comes comes to fruition will be there converting those those mega yachts 
I guess in some ways that whole boating community have shone a, shone a light on this island as being one that is famed for its boat trips. And, you know, when people come on holiday to Ibiza, one of the biggest things they put in their diary or their schedule, their itinerary, is that they want to go on a boat to Formentera um, rather than catch the ferry, which is also fun, but not quite the same. Um, and, yeah, it is something that most people do want to incorporate. And I guess that's obviously a, a great thing, but ultimately, you know, it's brilliant that you have, obviously put it in a new light well yeah that's actually it's one of the one of the really fun things that has happened over the last last few years i was doing all the bookings last year and talking to people who'd been coming to ibiza for 10 years and take out a sun seeker every year and and they'd heard on the grapevine about la bella verde and it's this experience and so people coming out for you know the first time and then the feedback from them is why would we ever go back converted converted fully converted you know we've got we've got so much more space to lay in the sun we've got the silence we've got the amazing captains we've got like the whole the whole package why would i want to be stuck on that little that little triangle that you get on on the front of the sun seekers when and 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 the the noisy engines and things like that so yeah we've, we've we've definitely converted a lot of people which is which is fun well, long may it continue because, um, yeah, I think it's just really amazing what you're all doing and um, it has felt very calming, actually, I have to say, when I, when I did come out of the day. It's made me think I want to kind of run some nice silent meditation trips over there at some point um, because I think, yeah, just that silence and peace and sense of serenity whilst sailing is, um, yeah, it's a rare thing, definitely, and that's obviously what being out on the water or under the water or in the water should be about in, in many ways, to be sort of at peace and at one with the life that exists under that murky old surface. Um, so yeah, amazing work, and thank you so much. I mean, thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for, the, thank you for joining uh, us. For the airtime. Thank you for the airtime. Yeah. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening here on the Reset Rebel. See you next week. The gorgeous and rather hunky crew, as I'm sure you'll agree. Um, and when I've posted the photograph uh, to accompany this podcast on Instagram um, of La Bella Verde. Um, so do go and check that out and follow us on Instagram on at the Reset Rebel because all of our free details for retreats um, are always up there and you'll also be able to find out if you are coming to the island um, how to book a trip with those boys on their green fleet of beautiful catamarans um, and this is also just a little reminder uh, this weekend to see the second edition um, of the Reset Rebel Retreat here on the island. Um, so that's coming up with me this weekend. Um, we've given away a space, a free space, to a lovely, lovely lady who will be joining us. And I'm hoping I'm going to catch a little bit of time with her before um, she begins this retreat this weekend and also after, just to see how she gets on and um, any kind of changes for her, if she, if she fancies coming on the podcast. Obviously, it's not a prerequisite. But we would love you to meet her. Um, and it's just going to be a weekend of some packed movement meditation um, over the new moon, which I'm really looking forward uh, to experiencing. It's been quite intense since that whole lunar eclipse business. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that changes the game a little bit for me and everybody else included. Um, but we will be at our San Miguel Finca uh, and exploring pretty much every inch of the north of the island um, this weekend through our daily beach trips, hikes, lunches, um, our incredible sunset dinner, al fresco in the north at uh, Los Alamalanos in Portanax after we go paddleboarding. Um, and it's just going to be, yeah, a jam-packed weekend of fun. We've got nine ladies signed up, um, possibly ten actually. Um, and there is space for one more. If anyone does want to join us, do pop us a line to Just the Good News, please. But also, 
please, please, please go and check out our website, www.theresetrebel.com. And we've got loads of other amazing gifts to give away um, to people that get in touch with us, which is just unbelievably amazing. And we're really happy to be doing this and sharing all of these free gifts with all of you. Um, So if you recommend a friend or you email us and tell us your story, what's going on for you in your world and why you need a reset right now, um, we'll be back in touch and we'll put those requests forward to our panel of judges. Anyway, we will see you back here next week on The Reset Rebel. I'm Jo Yule. And again, thank you so much for listening. It's an absolute pleasure to be here every week with you. See you next week. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel.